1: 105.3 FM HD2. <laughs> WWL Radio New Orleans. 105.3 We're FM HD2. We're dancing up in the
2: food show, y'all. Actually, I am.
1: And it's uh, <laughs> here uh, on the weekend and getting ready for it, anyhow. Getting ready for the weekend. And talking about food and restaurants and cooking and wine and restaurants and cooking and all that. We'd love to hear from you. We've been talking with uh, Allie, yes. who, uh, with whom I have uh, shamed all sorts of notes. Not shamed. Um, that's, uh, I have...
2: Shared. That's shared. What you meant. Shared. Sure, That's it. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, some thoughts about the holidays, uh, the, the water that we drink. Believe it or not, some people do. Uh, the wines, the cocktails, the food that we cook at home, the food we don't cook at home. And uh, this is going to seem strange, but uh, Roy—I'm uh, sorry, sorry. Nash. Nash Roberts.
2: Roberts. We still Na- want to know if somebody got a tree at a Nash Roberts I want yeah, I want to
1: see. Uh, if you ever got a, tr- a Christmas tree at uh, Nash Roberts, He and he had like a big, big, like semi-forest mm-hmm. with, where he raised these things, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to have ever bought one from him, but if you ever if you went over it. to his house— Tell me and uh, tell me about that, because um, I'm, I'm mainly because I'm surprised that no one has called, and because it used to be that if you said the words uh,
2: Nash Roberts,
1: Nash Roberts, they'd say, "Is a hurricane coming?" You know, they, really. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
2: Why is that the same as like the Steve guy, Steve Can- Cantrell? Or the, okay, there's a there's the weather guy. There's the weather guy well, who that always shows up. When there's a hurricane coming, coming, you know who I'm talking about, Uh, and everybody starts panicking.
1: But that's what uh, that's what uh, Nash Roberts did. But that's
2: the locally. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, But he uh was he was no fool. Uh, He was not uh, not somebody who was like reading an almanac or something like that. Right. He uh, really knew what he was doing. Right. Way ahead of his time. But anyway, I, I thought we could certainly get a couple of people to call us, 260-6368, about that, because you can also eat your snacks while you're watching uh, television or listening to the radio, right? Isn't that what you were getting at? With, oh, no, probably no, not.
2: Well, well, I had a poll before we went to break. A
1: poll, okay.
2: Um, and, and Tom's going to tell us how to do the good version of this. All right, I, I think Milk Punch is the lazy man's version now that I've heard Tom talk about it because first of all I've never made my own eggnog but the poll is are you an eggnog person or a milk punch person and you know what Alan Alan if you're out there not teaching class right now I know you have an opinion on this Alan okay so are you a milk punch person or are you an eggnog person and Tom you were telling us how to make the eggnog and what what you have to do but like can you can you tell us like the high notes of uh,
1: what Yeah the the basically the thing you're trying to do is to do a a,
2: a double broiler a double
1: broiler but you yeah. don't bring it up anywhere near to broiling this is barely breaking a simmer off the top and uh you're not you that's when you make that uh you are going to have just wisps of of, uh, Why do
2: you need the double broiling method?
1: Because if you, because it, it'll set. If it, You'll
2: overcook the egg.
1: Yeah, in it, it. It, it, it'll just tighten up and it'll be, you know, on, it'll the, way to, it'll be on the way to jello. Okay. Yeah, we don't want that. Okay. Even if you like jello.
2: Maybe David on the phone knows about.
1: Maybe so. Let's find out
2: about Nashville. David,
1: welcome to the Food Show. Is that you? Uh,
0: yeah. Hi, Tom. It's been a while.
1: Hi. Thank you. I'm glad you called today. Perfect yeah, day for
0: it. Only about Nash Roberts. I just tuned in, but I assume you're talking about the very same Nash Roberts who was the guru of all things
3: David, weather, right? Did he star. also have
0: a tr- Christmas tree lot?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did. He had. Uh, he had bought beyond just a lot of Christmas trees. He had huge numbers of them, I, and it was just north of uh, Covington. Of Covington. And he was ready to go, and everybody would walk in there just smiling ear to ear and having wow. a lot of fun getting there. Uh, and and he went on much longer than he really wanted to because it was a—you <laughs> might not realize this, but there's a lot of work that goes into uh, uh, tending to uh, Christmas trees. And uh, he just, you know, one day said, okay, that's enough of this. And moved on and retired from everything. But uh, he was an interesting guy. I've I met him a number of times. He used to be on our radio station.
0: Yeah, I'm too young to remember when he was on air regularly. But I'm old enough to remember that when there was a serious hurricane coming, they would trot him out and he would appear on the, on the television. And you knew something serious was happening because they had brought Nash
1: back. That's, the, that's exactly the story.
0: Yeah, and he did that for a couple of years and then that. But I never knew he had a, a Christmas tree farm. That's interesting. Was it yeah. a chop-your-own-down type of place? or? Uh,
1: no, no, he would cut them for you.
2: Oh, wow, okay. that's the he, best. He'd you, just you'd, go you'd there say, and he cuts them down for you. He'd say,
1: you know, give me this one here and uh, and they'd negotiate a, a price for it. And then he'd drop it, put it on top of your car yeah. or wherever, and then take it home. And then you'd put it up and your uh um, Big whiner in your family you will start complaining that the tree wasn't exactly perfect.
0: Is that uh, is that where you got your trees as a family for a while? We we,
1: uh, we actually did get one of them once. Not that there was anything okay. wrong with it, but you could tell uh, he was he was about ready to move on. And I think there's an uh, there's a um, what do you call them? It was areas. That had been re, redone, and, you know, houses are there now. A lot mm-hmm. of it, yeah.
2: The subdivisions.
1: <clears throat> the subdivisions, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. Oh, cool
0: story. All right, well, happy holidays to the both of you, and uh, I'm enjoying being able to back, get back listening to you again.
1: Well, good. Thank you for calling.
0: All right. Bye-bye. It's
1: Thanks, the food David. show as we continue to move all over the – uh, that's part of the family. He died in uh,
2: 2010.
1: Who? Nash. Nah, he did.
2: Yeah. I How'd you find that out? That's I, pretty good. I just looked it up. No kidding. I just looked up, and I think he—I think he was the proprietor of this Christmas tree farm I'm mm-hmm. going to. There you go. But it's sold off. Oh. Obviously. So Country Pines. I, that's what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Welcome,
1: so you know, so much for that. We we that only took. Country, Country Pines,
2: Country Pines, is the Pines. Christmas tree farm I'm going yeah. to, and um and I think he was the proprietor of that, and then he yeah, sold it off.
1: Yeah, I would believe that. Okay, that makes well, sense. Well, that that only took an hour and 27 minutes, but that's okay. It's <laughs> you know we're here just for fun. Let's see who answer. uh who's on hold here. We have somebody. Gregory. Uh, oh, Gregory, Gregory, welcome to the food show.
4: Hey Tom, hello Allie, how Hi, are you?
2: I'm well, Gregory, and yourself.
4: Oh boy, do I remember Nash Robert!
1: Oh, you, you, when you saw him on television, you know there was trouble a coming
4: well, even on the regular days when he had his little Mark II. <clears lot, throat> I was a kid, you know, before they had all these fancy gadgets and GPS and satellites. Yeah, he was. That's how old I am, <laughs> anyway. Fifty-seven, looking at fifty-eight. Um, but certainly a big part of my uh, childhood. But you know that he was actually a war hero, and he never, never, never took um, you know any any uh, you know he credit. didn't like accolades for it. Credit. 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 Not only was was he a weather forecaster for the United States Navy, of course, me being a navy man, retired, uh, very, very fond of the Navy. He was a weather forecaster way before we had satellites. They used to have weather balloons, and they would have they would actually have at sea that were. Uh, uh, these light ships that would go out and uh, try to get barometric pressures and stuff like this. Not only was he responsible for uh, D-Day, he was one of the major weathermen during the D-Day invasion. After D-Day was a success, he ended up in the Pacific and, and forecasted weather for all the many other D-Days and all those little Japanese islands that we retook. Huh,
1: imagine that. I didn't know that.
2: I didn't know Absolutely. that either. You, you know, what it's other place are you going to hear fact, stuff like this?
1: Nowhere,
4: a little no- nowhere, because he never bragged about it. He was a very humble guy. I, I, um, got to meet him many times growing did up. Did you buy and, a Christmas
2: uh, tree from him, Gregory?
4: No, no, we never went up there to get his Christmas trees. But I knew about it. I certainly did know about it. Um, you know, we were we were solid Lakeview Menory people, and we bought our <laughs> we we bought our Christmas trees at a vacant lot next to Durignac back then.
2: D- yeah, uh huh. <laughs>
4: Um, they were real trees, and we always had to have a, um, a scotch pine. And I loved the way it made the house smell. And we always kept it watered. My brother, sister, and I would take turns keeping it watered so it would be all, you know, lush and green. And and uh, and we would keep it way past the first of the year, maybe about, you know. You make it a Mardi Gras a tree? <laughs> no, 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 no. We would certainly take it down before then. But um, it had to be a real tree and was always put up right after Thanksgiving. And it made the house smell so good. Mm-hmm. Ash Roberts was a unique <clears throat> individual, extremely intelligent. Yes, uh, uh, and just uh, totally devoted to his wife. I think his wife and him had been married like seventy-five years by the time wow. he died. Oh God, I mean, has
2: anybody very... married seventy-five years anymore? I know. Goodness.
4: Well, they were. And Tom, do you remember his little-known little brother? Ep- Roberts
1: I do remember that. Uh in fact, <laughs> exactly. I, I have a story behind it. Okay, I'm <clears interested. <clears <throat> I was I asked
4: telescopes from him. <laughs> he, uh, I was He had a telescope shop in Fat City back in the day, right? It, he, was, he
1: it exactly was he was in the same building uh where Wise Cafeteria was. Wise and yeah. cafeteria. Wise Cafeteria long story, but anyway, That's a long um time so, Allie. <laughs> But Ep, Ep Roberts uh Roberts um he uh, was in the uh, business also of uh, in, in selling uh, telescopes.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's <clears throat> where we that's where we bought our telescopes. He, and, um, he was also a meteorologist and, and actually was on TV, but not half as long as as mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as Nash was. Yeah. Um, but he uh, would fill in. But you know, Nash worked for all. All of the big three at one time. He worked for WWL as well as WDSU, and he also worked for um, WGNO. Well, it wasn't WGNO? What was it? Back? I can't remember. WGNO,
1: anyway. w- what W-D-S-U. Did it used to be WDSU, WDSU, is yeah, the other
2: one. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But um, he he, uh, he was really on WDSU for for probably the longest, and then he had a, quite a long career at WWL. And yeah. um, it was funny because um, you know back then you know didn't have the technology that we have.
3: Oh.
1: No.
4: He, he would be on the air with, uh, they used to be a sportscaster back then. I know you don't like sports, time, but it was Hap Glotty.
1: Hap Glotty, a Jesuit boy. So uh, I can talk about him <laughs> just, boy, just fine.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Talking about it. Uh, and they would banter on a bit um, on, on the air back then. And uh, this is way before any kind of graphic technology, uh, 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 you know, um, Ali. Uh, this was like, he, he actually used uh, marks a lot. Write his weather map. Yeah, that's right, right in front of you. Oh yeah. God,
2: I'm going to embarrass myself. What's a Mark's a lot? No.
4: no, anyway, but I did know about his Christmas tree farm, and I'll, and uh, but you know, in those days when I was growing up, I mean that that was just you know that was just too far away. From us. There was that right. lot next to Durknack, <laughs> so right. that's what we got. Well, can Christmas
2: you share tree. one of your favorite? Um, Christmas holiday traditions that made things special for you, Gregory, or a comfort food that made oh, things special absolutely. for you? Oh, um, absolutely.
4: Christmas traditions would be um, everybody. My father was from a rather large family, um, and uh, most of them had moved away, his sisters especially, you know, to get married. And my, uh, and my, and my only uncle, my dad's brother, was a, was a lifetime Marine, 38, maybe 39 years in Marine Corps, and he, mm-hmm. he lived way out in San Diego, kind of one of the reasons why I joined the Navy. But um, it would that our tradition, no matter what, when everybody could get everybody came home to Lakeview on West End Boulevard and the old family home, and everybody um, knew what to do to help Grandma, my old Grandma Esther. God bless her. She was a she was a terrific woman. She wasn't a local. She was originally from San Antonio. She decided to move to New Orleans to marry my grandfather. Mm-hmm. But she brought a lot of traditions from San Antonio Christmas. And then my my uh, grandfather's side of the family brought a lot of uh, mid midwestern traditions to New Orleans, mm-hmm. and then the kids, being you know my uh, dad's uh, brothers and sisters, brought out a lot of New Orleans traditions. So um, it was everybody coming home, and it was all the cousins being together, and all the aunts and uncles that you only got to see maybe once or twice a year because we were my father and uh, his other sister were the only ones that stayed in New Orleans out of the family, and then of course, you know, I have brother and sister and and that. Uh, uh. But um, the uh, dishes that would come out of um, the different parts of the country were, uh, you know, yeah, there is other traditions. There was definitely always there was at least four different dressings of stuffing. I'm telling okay. Yeah. At least four different, and there was always uh, there was always a big ham. We didn't know about Tom's root beer glaze then. So it was just like yeah, that.
2: Would have got made if it was
4: pineapple and cherries yeah, yep. on it. And then there was, of course, a couple of tom turkeys, you know, roasted. And uh, there would be uh, uh, there would, there uh, would be a uh, crown uh, 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 crown rib roast. Uh, that was the North Carolina people. I don't I can't remember. Yeah, it was tradition. Oh of yeah, doesn't happen anymore.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. They it was called a crown roast. Oftentimes. That's it. And uh, with the, and the way it was put on the on the page or on on the on the uh, on,
3: it was
4: on the big platter on the big and platter
1: it, and it looked and it, and it actually did all look the like
4: had boots on it. it yeah, had little white paper boots on it. Which
1: was yeah, it was pretty interesting. All right. Uh, well, it's all right. Uh, uh, thanks for calling and uh, all right, you know, all nice all talking to thanks,
2: great talk. great. you. Thanks, Gregory. Well, nice talking with you. We Bye.
1: will come back with more of the food show in a moment. But first, if you will, this.
2: And the way the sunlight
1: Sun shines on your, your hair I <sighs> hey, dear son of the church bells ring just in the air well, I'm, I'm talking about up good vibrations. vibrations. She's giving me a test kind patient. I get to know the vibration. Good vibrations. get to the bottom. Oh, my God. It's, that's oh about as bad God. as we are. Oh, um, man, you know. Makes you want to slit I'm never going to do this so. again, you know. Yeah. <laughs> never, ever do this again. We're sorry, and we really ought to uh, in, in apologize. In the meantime, oh, I have it. Tom the gourmet pilot, who has graced Tom, us with his presence. Tom Thank you the, for
2: saving us, Tom.
1: Tom the gourmet pilot. Hmm. A pilot? We're talking about a pilot on the river. Oh, a seven forty. Oh, that Tom.
2: Hey, Tom. Welcome. Tom
1: is a former uh, uh, captain on a nine in, in, in a seven forty-seven. A Boeing. So,
2: a Boeing 747?
1: Well, you you know, I think you still have something pretty safe on that. Yeah. Tom, uh, Tom welcome. It's not Tom; it's Tommy.
5: I'm a, I'm Tommy, a still a uh, young boy.
1: I'm terribly sorry to, to beat that out of
5: you. Well, since this has become the Christmas tree show instead of the food show today, oh
1: come on now, we're talking about food. You know, it's not every I, week. I, well, I have a
5: Christmas tree story for you. Oh, good, Thank let's hear you, it, Tommy. Back, back when I lived in Reston, Virginia. In uh, December of 1971, we went out into the Virginia countryside a few weeks before Christmas and we cut a beautiful tree and brought it home and decorated it. That time we lived in a split-level house where the main living was uh, on the street level, but the yard back down to having a a basement with an apartment, a bedroom and all that sort of stuff down below. Mm So we had this tree up, and it was just magnificent. And so being good New Orleanians, we felt compelled to undecorate it on 12th night. So we took all the decorations, all the lights off of it, but it still hadn't lost a needle. So we kept it up in the house like a big house plant. And (laughs) we, we, we finally, in March... We got kind of tired of the fact that we had't moved the furniture around, and we had this giant house plant in the uh, in the living room
2: I'm loving
0: it so of this.
5: so so i I took it out and I took it off the balcony and threw it down into the backyard below. It still hadn't lost a needle wow so i I had a a, a post hole digger, so I dug a hole in the in the backyard and put the trunk of this thing into the <laughs> hole and straightened it up. Well, we sold the house in July of of 1972 to move back to New Orleans, and it still hadn't lost a needle, and birds had made a nest in it. Oh. It looked as good as the day that we cut it down in the forest.
1: Imagine.
3: I love this.
5: I have, I have, have no idea whether it's still there or what's happened to it, but... This was a remarkable tree. This was seven months after being cut down, and it had not lost one needle.
1: That almost seems impossible. That does. I believe you, but uh, it seems impossible.
5: Well, you want me to go to Manresa and tell a story, and maybe I'll get... Uh, no,
1: nah, you, you, you can't get in. <laughs>
5: canonized or beatified or something?
1: No, nah, you can't get in hardly. It's it's really hard. To, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's very difficult yeah, to get you, a- If
5: I can tell a miracle, Tom... Okay. They, they'll let me in. I mean the miracle yeah. of the of the of the dead Christmas tree that lives to this day. That's well, right. You, imagine the, that.
2: The it um rose from the dead is exactly what happened to your Christmas tree. It rose uh, it rose from the dead. Same time.
5: I'll have to go back to one oh nine oh one Hunt Club Road in Reston, Virginia <laughs> and ask the people if they've let me in the backyard to see if the tree's still there. Tell
2: me I uh. love it. Thank you for sharing that. That's great.
5: It was fun. Okay, you guys have a fun show. Thank Uh, you so much. Thank you. We're trying.
1: All right, see you later. Bye, Bye. it's the food show. Uh, Ron has joined us over here on the green phone.
6: Hey, Tom, how are you doing? Ron the Gourmet waiter.
1: Hi, uh, there he is. What are we doing? How are we doing it? Uh, We have been talking about everything that you could possibly imagine between uh, how to begin a day. Of, uh, We're talking
2: about holiday traditions.
1: Traditions of uh, right. holidays of various kinds. Ron, how are you?
6: I'm doing great. I'm going to tell you a short story, if that's okay. It's a radio story that uh, has food in it. Oh, okay. Uh, we lo- we lost a great guy this morning. His name was Earl Barnhart.
1: Rings uh, a bell. Earl
6: was the founder of Tropical Isle and also uh, Orleans Grapevine.
1: Oh, really? No kidding. New Orleans Grapevine, is is this the place in the quarter?
6: Yeah, on Orleans Avenue. Orleans right off of uh, Royal Street. Yeah, Earl was a radio guy in Hattiesburg, and the 1984 World's Fair was coming up. And Mm -hmm. Earl had a business partner in radio, and they decided that they were going to come down here and open up a bar at the World's Fair in 1984. So Earl and his buddy opened up Tropical Paradise at the World's Fair.
3: Mm Uh-huh.
6: Okay? Now, they did okay, and then after the fair was over, they decided they were going to give it a try on, on, uh, in the French Quarter. So they were on Toulouse Street right off Bourbon, and they opened up Tropical Paradise, but they decided to rename it and call it Tropical Isle. Yeah. So at Tropical Isle, Earl bought his business partner out, uh-huh. and then there was a bartender there named Pam Fortner, who later became his business partner. Uh-huh. So at that point, they decided that they were going to come up with a signature drink. And that's where the hand grenade was invented.
1: The hand grenade. You know, uh, I, 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 I
2: had one of those. Once I, and it knocked me is on it, my
1: butt. Is, is, is it really as much as all that?
2: You
6: know, the tourists like it because it's a very, very strong drink, but it's kind of sweet and sour at the same
3: time. Yeah. Uh,
6: anyway, I wanted to tell the story because Earl told me that when he was in Hattiesburg in radio, he said they had more advertisers than they had space. So you'd have to wow. wait to get your commercials on the air.
1: Imagine that. We we've, had space. We've actually had that happen over here at times, believe it or not.
6: That's awesome. Anyway, yeah. so while well, we lost great day. His name was Earl Bernhardt. He was from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yep. And the reason why I know so much was I was a waiter at Orleans Grapevine. And Earl came up to me one night and he gave me the best I have ever had as a waiter.
1: Yeah, and he looked at that?
6: me and he, he said, "You're the best."
1: Well, that's, that's pretty
6: it, good. Straight to the point. I just sat, I sat there, looked at him, and I was speechless. I said, "Thank you, Earl." I turned around and walked away. I'll never forget that.
2: That's a great story, Ron. I love hearing is things like Allie? that. Yes, it is. How are you doing? I'm well, and yourself?
6: good I'm walking to work so I wasn't really listening I just wanted to call in and uh, tell the story about Earl I
2: think it's great I love I mean this show this show is uh, what it's about it's preservating you know preservation of stories like that and and that's why I love listening to this show is because I'm going to pick stuff up like that that I'm not going to get anywhere else
1: gee I I wish I had some of those to tell what
2: Tom, there was an
6: article on Nola. dot com this week earlier in the week, yeah. And it was about all of the lost restaurants. I thought that would be a good read for you. You should look that up. I know you know most, if not all, of
1: these.
2: Yeah, he does.
1: All uh, you, the, I wrote a couple of those myself. Also make for
6: some, this this week. We also make some great trivia for Tom.
3: Oh
1: yeah, well we
6: we never get tired of that. And let us let us guess who's who. <laughs>
2: Ooh, I like that. Uh-huh. Thanks, Ron. We'll have to
6: call yeah, him and set ought it to, up. you got to print that article out and. Uh, make us guess Tom make us give us some clues and make us guess
2: I like it thank you Ron right. Anyway
6: great show as always thanks for taking the call you'll have a great weekend you Thank too. you
1: you too Bye See ya. Thank it's you Thank the Bye-bye. food show I'm Tom Fitzmorris and uh uh is our is our program sponsored today by uh, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company it is Okay well let's uh, since we have a little bit of time here yeah, not not a it. lot to kill but uh uh, I'll tell you. First of all, we're talking about two different things. We have New Orleans hamburger. Mm. We ha- also have New Orleans seafood. Yes. Here's what else you have. You have expands exp- and spec exp- I
2: Expansive
1: expansion of both of those things. I remember the hamburger most because uh, I remember when they first opened. It was in the uh, in the eighties, nineteen eighties. Uh, I'm pretty sure. And what they um, what they did that was different was to make a hamburger that was first of all quite a bit bigger than most people were used to having, uh, just normally without spending a big bunch of money. They did not have that going on at uh, New Orleans Hamburger. Uh, but then it continued with this juicy, juicy interior, with crustiness on the outside. This is exactly what I like in a hamburger. So there they are doing that. They continue to do it to this day. A couple of extras, though. Would you believe gr- uh, grilled oysters?
3: Mm, what mm, better than
1: a hamburger can, and char grilled oysters? You can get them in uh, at New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, and then we get into uh, you know the main seafoods. Mostly catfish, but they they have uh, shrimp and many other things too. All fresh, all prepared to order, waiting for you. Nice and crusty. No excess of oil or you know, oils that haven't been changed in too long. Uh, they're really on top of that over at New Orleans Hamburger. This is something they, they really pay attention to. So uh, give them a whirl if you haven't. They have 10 locations around town, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, and uh, seven days a week. Oh, and one more thing. Ask them about their barbecue shrimp. They have them on hand. Yummy. No problem. They're good stuff. We'll come back with more of the food show after first if you will this. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. I've just been asked, "When do we put up our Christmas tree over yes, here sir. at the Cool Water Ranch?" Mhm. Uh, you know, it depends on who's in town and who wants to do it. Who's in town includes my my son mm-hmm. and his grandson, well, and our grandson mm-hmm. and and yeah. his son. So, uh and obviously, we want to do the Christmas tree while they're in town. Mm-hmm. However, they live in Los Angeles. Yes. So this has uh, always been a problem for us. But, um, you know, so that's when we do it. Or if we uh, just have some friends over, uh, it's not as um, soon as it used to be. Mm-hmm. There also has been one major change in my Christmas tree, and that is there are no longer any bubble lights on the tree. What are bubble I have a, lights? Bubble lights? Oh, you've never Bub- seen bubble lights. What are bubble lights? They're they're little tubes of glass, uh-huh. and they are sort of like what looks like uh, the the thing that sticks out of the top of a flower, because okay. a little stalk there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, it would be uh, you would you would plug this in, and it would have this liquid go- running up that stalk there, okay. and the 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 stuff is hot enough it's not really hot but it's uh-huh. hotter than your typical light bulb okay and the liquid in there would actually boil mm-hmm. and then it rises to the top and then it recondenses again okay and then it goes back up again okay. and it comes back down and it'll just do that odd infinitum and so uh we always put that in except
2: Okay, maybe the girls, I haven't done those ones The girls
1: before. don't like it in, uh, anymore. They told me they oh, okay. They don't want to hear it Well, anymore.
2: you know, that is our prerogative mm. to change our minds. It so certainly
1: it. is. Now, you said you are going to do some brownies for us?
2: I am, but first I would like to give you a restaurant report. Oh, oh please do. Okay, so yesterday after the show... Yep. <clears throat> that was a lively one, y'all. Uh, I'll say. <laughs> we did don't a great
1: job. Don't remind me.
2: We did a great job. I love doing this show with you, Tom. Okay, we went to... Criollo in the Monte Leon. Yep. And I'm going to go out here right now, and I hope somebody calls in and backs me up. 260-6368. It is easily the most neglected yet remarkable restaurant. Mm -hmm. People don't think of it often, and they don't think of it often enough, but for the last three years— I have done their Revion menu and they have knocked it out of the park.
1: I really believe that. It has always been like that. They have had a few periods where they kind of slipped what they were doing. They were
2: struggling a little bit.
1: They were, but then they came back with a major renovation about, I'm going to say, about seven years ago. Okay. And it was. Just a perfect match. It was right location, great kind of food, th- interesting things going on, the mm-hmm. the the uh,
2: carousel, ball. carousel,
1: and all the drinks from that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a, a terrific restaurant. Well, let me I'm set very... the stage for you. All right, go right ahead. Okay,
2: and I am one just as Mary Ann is. I like ambiance. I like ambiance.
1: Well, you went to the right person.
2: I did. I went to the <clears> right <throat> place. So walked in, it's just lit up for Christmas. Trees everywhere. Decor everywhere. So that's just the visual look from the outside, right? Because it's bustling around there. And you've got all the people honking and people on bam, the street. Bam. And,
3: and, yeah,
2: and and so there's the busyness of it, and I kind of like that. It almost becomes a song of its own out there if you listen hard enough for it. But then we walk in, and you immediately hear, as you look to your right, where the carousel bar is going, a live piano player. Yep. Christmas carols, stuff of his own, mm. um, you know, trees lit up, decor. Mm. Oh, Okay, so I'm going to tell this, and then we'll go to Chef. So um, it was just, it was gorgeous, and it was inviting, and it seemed so in the spirit. And um, I was just loving every—I was loving every minute of it. But I'll tell you all more about that because I want to hear what's going on with Chef.
1: It's a visit from Chef Andrea. Hey, Tom. Hey, Andrea. How are you? I'm the same old guy doing the same old things. You
7: know how when it goes. The-
2: how are you, Chef?
7: Wonderful, how are, you? how are you?
2: I'm well, yeah. and yourself? I'm so
7: glad to talk to both of you, and it's a pleasure, yeah. honor, yeah. to uh, talk one of my favorite language: cooking, drinking.
1: It really is that way, isn't it? If you uh, sit down and eat some great food, drink some great wine, the next thing you know, you have new
7: friends. Absolutely. Always. It's really wonderful. So Chef,
2: I'm curious about your, um, your Revion menu.
7: It's a great raviour menu, and um, it's, uh, we're very proud of it. We've been doing it for several, several years. And uh, one of the dishes in the menu, we have quite a few appetizers and then some wonderful dessert, uh, the main entree. Uh, one of my favorites is a beautiful escargot lumache. It's a wonderful smell, mm. like le sauté provinciale. It's very nice. that's outstanding. The other one I like, the Angelo smoked salmon, flame with the vodka. This dish I did it. Many, many years ago for the Wine and Cheese International when I was downtown. And uh, it stopped with the chupi caviar. This is a really great caviar. aging from my backyard. So really, uh, they do a wonderful job here in New Orleans, Louisiana. The chupi caviar is really outstanding. And then this time of year, it's a wonderful, this wild mushrooms We call porcini mushroom make our own ravioli. All I pasta made from scratch. And it's a really great dish. That's one of the appetizers. Mm. And then the entree uh, this evening, we have this beautiful, fresh Pampano came swim to my door. That's Tom's favorite. He loves Pampano and I mm-hmm. uh, recommend that very highly. Or you can have a wonderful rotisserie duck. We have a rotisserie came from France, and we put it here about five, six years ago in uh, front of the, the restaurant. When you come in on the right side, it's a beautiful rotisserie, and we put the maple leaf Long Island in there, and we let them cook for about three and a half, four hours, slowly, slowly, slowly. When this duck comes out of there, it's absolute nice and crispy, juicy inside, really a mamma mia.
1: Hey, before I... you go anymore, uh, any more, yes. any further, can we uh, let me stop with you on the duck because the most interesting thing about the duck at Andrea's is that he will make it for you. In just about any way you can imagine, and there have been a few that were a little tough to imagine, actually, uh, give me a quick rundown. I don't expect you to get them all in one thought, but uh, tell us uh, about the duck one dishes One of my favorite
7: sauce right now, I have a, a wonderful satsum uh, trees in my backyard. I brought this here, Andrea, who made this uh-huh. wonderful orange right. sauce homegrown uh, satsuma orange. They're very nice, uh, very juicy, but very sweet this year. Oh, they, they really have been, yeah. Outstanding. Then All the right. other one that... I make with the fresh uh, raspberry sauce, I make the one with the black peppercorn cognac sauce. Yeah. The other one I make with the plum sauce. Mm-hmm. Then the other one I make wow. with the fig sauce. So it's really, an, I love a good, good sauce, but I put them on underneath on the plate, and then I put the the crispy duck on top because I don't like to put a sauce on top of the duck, otherwise mm. read the crispness of the duck. So All it's right. really wonderful but anyway I, I, you like we'll to do I,
1: I've looked down the list and there's yeah. one that uh I'm sure it's just an over overthought, and it's no big deal anyway. Uh, but the the uh, peppercorn duck.
7: Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's very good. We're not wonderful, really outstanding. Yeah. And that's, that's on good. them
1: that's on the menu every night Every day. And, lunch uh, and dinner. If
7: somebody lunch comes to for less we uh, come tomorrow for lunch, we have that for lunch too. And Absolutely. We're up seven days, you know. Yeah. So the same with the ossobuco. Somebody told me that. other like, can I have ossobuco? Uh, you have Osobu-? I said, I have ossobuco three sixty five lunch and dinner for breakfast if you like <laughs> <laughs> All uh. the time. That's one of my guest favorite favorite dishes, Andrea. Bill Shank Osobuco Milanese. And the other one I do too is really uh, I do with the risotto saffron, which is a very oh, delicate. God, I
2: love the risotto. I love
7: that. You do mm. too, Ollie
2: Yes, one yeah, of my favorites.
7: That's great. And then uh, for the desserts, we have the uh, tiramisu, and uh, I guess love the coconut cake. You're speaking
2: to my oh, heart my- right
7: now. <laughs> All fresh from scratch to the pastry, the bakery. We make our own bread, all the pasta from scratch. So we have a nice, wonderful meal. But one thing I'd like to remember, Tom, Holly, to your to right now, please make a reservation for Christmas Day. We open all day from eight, uh, from 11 o'clock till 8, um, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve. We have a wonderful uh, orchestra. Bobby Hall plays here with his own orchestra uh, start at 7 o'clock. New Year's Eve, dancing, and dinner at Andrea's Champagne at Midnight. And uh, so please make a reservation. Don't wait until last minute. We'll have to All have
1: right. It. Well, yeah. that's a deal. Well, I hope you yeah. have a good weekend. Uh, and we'll, we'll be talking to you another you day.
7: Yeah. It's we'll uh, Andrea's. Forward.
1: They're right across Causeway Boulevard uh, from uh, uh, from the mall, yeah. Lakeside, Lakeside Mall. And yeah. uh, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner and also Sunday brunch. And uh, okay. there he is. Andrea's, give him the phone number.
7: 834 from my home to your home. Molte grazie. Ciao. Arrivederci tutti. Arrivederci. Ciao.
1: There he goes. Andrea. He, Ciao. Right, exactly on time. Did you notice that? Oh. One of them, they both came in at a perfect, ex- just right on the button. Right.
2: That's the kind of magic we have going on. Oh, it's magical, them.
1: too. You ever see his cookbook?
2: <laughs> Whose? Andrea's? Andrea's cookbook. I haven't. I haven't gotten a hold it's, of that.
1: It's very good, and I've... Uh, given it to a lot of people. You know uh, what?
2: I don't think one can have too many cookbooks.
1: Well, if you want to change your right mind audience. about that, come over to, <laughs> to my office, house. and you will find it hard to believe. <laughs>
2: Marianne will tell me a different story.
1: Oh, I've got—if I don't have 200 uh, cookbooks in my office, then I have 300. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's a lot. But— uh
2: well, should we go out on a high note tonight and tell everybody about brownies? Since we're talking about yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you've been talking about okay. it since we landed, so right. you may we, as well. I,
2: first of all, I'm going to wrap up my Criollo.
1: Oh, take your time. Story. Yeah, Criollo is the uh, gourmet restaurant of the Intercontinental. Excuse me, wrong one. Wrong the Monteleon Hotel yep. on uh, on uh, Royal Street. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fire so away.
3: it
2: was absolutely remarkable. Walked in. All dressed up, um, lights everywhere, live music coming from the piano. Um, Ambiance was just absolutely perfect. And I'll tell you, when I walked in, I was a little worried because we did not make a reservation because we were not yet sure that we were going to go. Okay. So just how inviting it is. Truly. I mean, one of the things I really love about a good restaurant is when you walk in, you feel invited as if you were invited into somebody's home.
1: That would be nice, isn't it?
2: That's how you're embraced there. So walk in, lit up, great ambiance, feeling the holiday spirit. Um, Walk up, easily are seated next to one of the favorite spots, which is also Marianne's favorite spots. If you can't be outside, she wants to be next to the windows. Because I'm mm-hmm. a big people watcher.
1: Well, you know, they're worth watching. As a matter of fact, I find it hard to think of anything that's more interesting to watch. So
2: it was intimate. It, we, we got seated um, a, a two-top next to a window. It was wonderful. And they have, I'm going to go out right now and say confidently, one of the best Ravion menus
1: mm-hmm. out right now. Out right now? Period. Best what do you
2: mean? Revion menus.
1: Oh, oh! And you're asking me or telling me? I'm telling you. Oh, okay. okay. And well, let's here's hear
2: it. why. I have a criteria. Yeah. Options. Hmm. I want options.
1: Many
7: options. You know yeah.
2: what? I'm just going to say this. Don't do Revion. Don't put out a Revion menu if you're not going to give me options. If you only give me one yeah. appetizer, yeah. one entree, and one dessert, come on. You yeah, can do I, better.
1: I, I frankly, I've, I've hardly ever seen that. Although a few places do. Yeah, I, have, so.
2: I, I have gone through all of these menus because I love Revion, mm-hmm. and there are several with only one option in each category. So okay, prime are more than one option. OK? Mm-hmm. Then have seafood and and meat options. OK?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the ones that really rank high for me, a soup. Like, like not just like a gumbo, but like a seasonal mm-hmm. soup. OK? I love it. So I want options. I want a seafood and a meat, and I want a seasonal soup. Enter Criollo. All right. Ta-da. Okay. First course, y'all: grilled lamb rosette and seared scallop. Rosette.
1: No, this. Braised
2: turnip greens. That's, that's just one.
1: That's just one. I've, okay. I, 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 I,
2: I. I'm gonna hit you with another one. Yeah, hit me. Foie gras stuffed quail.
1: Oh, with, that's a, that's a natural
2: with sun dried cherry and pistachio <clears throat> chutney. That's two. Here's my second option for the, uh-huh. we're just started with the first course.
1: Oh, good.
2: Third appetizer. Frisese of rabbit and sweetbreads. Okay, we're just on the yeah. first choice of creating yeah, a menu. Yeah.
1: Kind of kind of wild. Second but good?
2: Acorn squash soup, yes, mm-hmm. to die for. Love yeah. it. Heirloom beet salad. Love all things beets. We're just into the second course. Here are your third course options from Criollo, and I'll tell mm-hmm. you all what we got. Go. Roasted goose and spiced pears. <laughs> okay. Grilled venison noisette, which Tom's gonna tell us about. Because I don't I didn't know about it. I was like, Tom, what is this? Lamb Navarin. Mm-hmm. And then their fourth. They have four options in their third course. Pet, am I saying that correctly? P A U P I E T T E Pet a flounder.
1: Uh, oh, oh a papiette. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. They have four options in the entree menu. They mm-hmm. have two options in um like a appetizer. Then they have three options in the first course. And then two so here's the fourth course. Bouche de Noël. Mm-hmm. Coffee love and it. Vanilla Genois, Cocoa Butter Cream, Raspberry, Love Everything Raspberry, and Gâteau Saint-Honor. Forgive me, y'all. Honoré. Tom's, Honoré. Tom's mm-hmm. the expert here. Hazelnuts. Um, mm, that Verona, chocolate. Mousse. This is Criollo. I'm going to tell you all right now. If you are looking for a Revion menu to go to tonight, hit up Criollo.
1: Sounds perfect.
2: Oh my God. And, and it has
1: been, uh, just for those who might doubt that, but uh, it really has been very consistently good.
2: They were welcoming. The last few
1: years. They were mm-hmm.
2: warm. The ambiance was on point. The music was fantastic. The wait staff was great. They were excellent. That's, that's my what report you, of Creole.
1: That's what you go out looking for and you hope for.
2: So I encourage That's everybody winner, to though. check that one. It's absolute winner. And mm-hmm. you know what? I went there last year, and I almost told Kyle, I told my husband. I said, I don't know if we should go again. But then I started reading the menu. He's like, we got to go.
1: You know, there's, there's one aspect of this that never seems to come up, but I'm going to make it come yes. up. Yes. A- and that is that all of these dishes that you just told us about, notwithstanding, uh, there also is, in the offing uh, of that, you— uh, you go in and you sit down and you you wind up with a, a completely different expansion of, of your dinner uh, that you weren't expecting at all. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's such a pleasure that it's one of those moments that you began the show by is to bring up what's the what was the phrase you had? You had a good one.
2: Um, I, I don't know. I, hope uh, I have a few. We've good been ones. here
1: a little while. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <clears throat> it, it was just spectacular. Yeah. It hit all the right notes. Yeah. It really was great. And I didn't even tell you the price. You Ooh. got all those options. Yeah. Okay? Think about it. 3 in each category. Uh-huh. For $75.
1: That's the Revion Denu, uh, menu rather.
2: That for me is perfection.
1: Well, it, if that uh, sounds good to me.
2: $75 for all of those options one in each category. Please sign me up.
1: There it is. You know,
2: because a lot of these menus only have one in each category. And that's just a disappointment for me.
1: I've heard you say that before. And I think I might have heard you say it just yesterday. Uh, I have hardly ever run into that. Now, what? it could be, maybe because... Maybe
2: they haven't added all their stuff. Maybe, maybe they not. just started.
1: But uh, the, other than that, I, I don't... And even that, I think their there's, uh, m- money amounts are, are just Nominal. Yeah. yeah.
2: Nominal for what they're yeah. offering here. And yeah. my only other critique, because I know we're running into it, is I don't want the extra up charges. Like, don't put on your menu, hey, you get this, but for $15 more dollars, you can get foie gras.
1: Well, wait, yeah, wait, well, there are certain things where, you know, I remember a time when if you wanted blue cheese on your dressing, oh, you know, that was passe. <laughs> but no, you never, you never see that anymore. I, I honestly, you better I better come I, with it. I can't remember the last time I've ever seen that. Yeah, and I think people are wise to that, and the people running the restaurants are also wise to mm-hmm. it. So they leave it alone, and and away you go. Okay. Do, 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 well, do, 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 do. well, what it's are we going to
2: take him out for five minutes? Yeah, we have are we going to tell them, Tom? My brownies?
1: Well, uh, your brownies?
2: And my brownie recipe?
1: Yeah, oh, we, we still haven't got to we that? Don't. Oh, I'm We're sorry. We're going to hit
2: it in five minutes.
1: Let's do it. Okay. Go.
2: Hey, everybody. It is National Brownie Day. If that doesn't fit into comfort food, I don't know what it is. If you are out there listening and you want the perfect, perfection, 100% on-point brownie recipe, get your pencil out.
1: All right. Here fire it away. goes.
2: Two cups of sugar.
1: Two cups of sugar. One
2: and third a cup flour. Half a cup of cocoa. A teaspoon salt. Five eggs. Ooh. Yeah. Unique. Five eggs. A cup of oil. Vegetable oil, preferred. One teaspoon vanilla extract. Dump all of this in a pan. Cover it. With chocolate chips, Mm. bake,
1: 350,
2: 30 minutes. minutes? 450? 350. 350, okay.
1: 350 for 30 minutes, and I guarantee
2: you, on my honor, this is the best. This is the first restaurant that I ever worked at. It was a bakery, like delicatessen, in Winfield, Kansas, which is where I'm from. And this was the most moist but perfectly cooked, decadent, Brownie recipe. Simple, easy, dump it all in one pan, cover it with chocolate chips. I prefer Ghirardelli, honestly, mm-hmm. or Ghirardelli, whichever it is. Is it Ghirardelli? Or Ghirardelli. Ghirardelli
1: okay. is how uh, okay. oh, I've always it's mispronounced it. It's the best it.
2: recipe ever. Tom, mm-hmm. how do you like yours? With caramel sauce, whipped cream, or a la mode?
1: Um, A la mode? No, uh the the one with the nuts on it. Did it it was like there caramel
2: one? with nuts?
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you so, like it like
2: that? Yeah. I'm a whipped cream girl. Give me okay. all well, the whipped cream. It's
1: easy enough to get.
2: So there it is, y'all. Two cups of sugar, one and third cup flour, half a cup of cocoa, teaspoon salt, five eggs. That's where you're getting your moisture from. Mm-hmm. Um, one cup mm-hmm. of oil, mm-hmm. teaspoon mm-hmm. vanilla extract, dump a cup of chocolate chips on top. Bam, as Emerald says, there's Your chocolate chip brownie recipe. Ta-da! And here we are.
1: And here we are. And uh, we have pretty much creeped up upon the finale for our program today.
2: How did two hours uh, go by so fast with you?
1: uh, Because one of us is brilliant.
2: I know who that is. It's you. Me what? You are the brilliant one.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Hey. Uh, You know, come on. I hope
2: everybody has a great weekend. I do want to say two things real quick. Okay. Go Tigers and Houdat Nation this weekend. I hope that takes you in to what's going to be a spectacular football weekend. Mm -hmm. Tom, Mm -hmm. send us off.
1: Mm -hmm. WWL Radio, New Orleans, 105.3 FM HD 2.
2: Good night, y'all. This is Tom
1: Fitzmaurice, hoping to hear from you and also... uh, From our friend, our
2: friends, Annie, Allie,
1: Allie. (laughs) I cannot seem to remember her name. uh,
2: We'll see
1: you Monday. And uh, yeah, all will be well. Have a good weekend on uh, WWL.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?